Hi, this is Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking with Ben Smith of RSA, and we're talking about a recent threat hunting discussion held in Atlanta. Ben, thanks so much for joining me today. Tom, as always, it's a pleasure. Ben, I've had the pleasure of being with you on many of these discussions, but I missed this particular one in Atlanta. What stood out to you from this roundtable? Well, there were, uh, like we have at all the roundtables, Tom, what, what is really interesting and different is you never know the mix of folks that we're going to have uh, show up out of the geography. Uh, we had uh, yet another fine meal. We had a couple of hours of uh, intense conversation and discussion. But every once in a while, out of these threat hunting sessions, we have these really interesting threads that kind of peel off uh, that are, you know, I wouldn't say unexpected. They're certainly welcome. But they're not necessarily part of the original agenda, but they wind up being absolutely key and central uh, to that agenda. And uh, probably the one that comes to mind for me is, as we were kind of talking about the importance of sharing information, when you think about threat hunting uh, holistically, sharing information, ingesting information from external entities, what do you do with that information internally, who gets to look at it, who gets to act on it, how it ages out. These are all things that are natural talking points uh, in a threat hunting context. But we had a couple of folks who kind of started us off in a different direction midway through that meal to talk about the, the challenges of trust. Trust, And in the concept of threat hunting, trust is absolutely key and essential. If there's, especially if it's information that's being taken or shared You've got great information you want to share externally, or you've got some peer company or peer organization in the group uh, outside of your organization who uh, you want to bring their information in. Uh, getting to some level of trust is kind of tough. Uh, and, and I know professionally I've seen a lot of organizations try and start down that path. Uh, some great ways to start the ISAC information sharing model, which is built up around specific industries, is a great resource to join and to find peer organizations and to share data. But one of the things we spent some good quality time at this dinner, Tom, talking about was the reality that trust rarely starts between two organizations. Trust almost always starts between two individuals. Those individuals might be in the same organization, but more to the point of this story, they might be in different organizations, uh, different companies. So when I have somebody, and we talked a little bit about this in Atlanta, who is very hungry and interested and, and is, is permitted, right? Sometimes the information you have just flat out cannot be shared or it can be shared only in a scrubbed format. But if you've got somebody who is kind of antsy and interested and would like to start these conversations, what we talk about in Atlanta and what I recommend to most folks who are just starting along that path is to think about this as an individual-to-individual conversation first. Don't try to boil the ocean by uh, thinking about all these different organizations and companies and then finding somebody at that company and then trying to build that relationship with that company. Uh, find somebody else in your local community of interest. Maybe they work for another company. Maybe they're doing the same thing you're doing. It's much easier to invite that person out for uh, drinks or for hors d'oeuvres or maybe even for a meal. Get to know that person personally uh, and then try to explore if there's maybe a mutual benefit to you guys, you two individuals who in this story might be trying to accomplish the very same goal. I need more information. I need help with the information that I've got. I, 
I'd like to get, you know, a second set of eyes or at least another pipe uh, to help me, the odds are you're going to find somebody, another individual who is desperately trying to find the same type of person. And if you can strike up that relationship, again, trust starts, trust begins between individuals as opposed to companies. That is not just the truth. That is my very long answer, Tom, to your question. That was a, <laughs> uh, kind of an interesting, interesting, unexpected uh, tangent out of this Atlanta session, but one that I thought directly related to the concept of threat hunting. Ben, since we first kicked off this threat hunting discussion in Dallas earlier this year, how have you seen the conversation evolve? Yeah, yeah. So threat hunting continues to be an advanced topic, Tom. And I think we discovered that at our at our very first Dallas session. I think we've seen that at subsequent sessions as well. It's an advanced topic in that I mean that we ha we don't have an overwhelming number of attendees who come with any prior knowledge on this topic. And guess what? That's absolutely fine. That's kind of the goal out of these events. It's to 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 evangelize, if you will, to talk about this concept. Many organizations today are buried in the busyness that the 24 hours we all live in brings us and thrusts upon us. It's kind of hard to carve out time for threat hunting. So while it continues to be an advanced topic, I think one of the places where we've seen evolution in the topic is uh, you know, pointing to, to some of the, the open source areas that continually pop up on the Internet today. Uh, I talk about a particular blogger that I like to follow. I talk about a couple of different models that are open source models when you start to think about maturity models. Just like everything else in IT, threat hunting has one or more maturity models that you can follow. And they tend to be great, usually free places to, to refer and uh, kind of build out your own. I don't want to use the word program. Uh, let's just call it an approach. So I, I think from the beginning of this year, Tom, since we started talking about threat hunting, and as we get into the end of the year and certainly into next, you know, I think we're going to see a continued evolution because we have a higher proportion of folks who just flat out are not doing this today in their organization. I think the evolution is going to be you know, we collectively want to keep pointing to some of these available open source, really solid resources things that don't cost money but can at least get people thinking about, gee, you know, if I were to dedicate a piece of a full-time person today to doing some sort of proactive threat hunting in my environment, what? give me some structure around that. Whether it's bloggers you or I might recommend, whether it's maturity models, whether it's a really interesting article or even a book that might be available, uh, I think that pointing to more of these open source areas will be key to our continued success. Well, terrific, Ben. I look forward to continuing the discussion with you, and uh, I'll talk with you again the next time we convene a Threat Hunting Roundtable. Sounds great, Tom. Thanks again.